where it has been in a lower place in our life up to a higher place. You can assist someone up. You can lift them up off the ground. It's just like God lifts us up out of our sin every day. It's an identity. We have fingerprints on our hands that identify who we are. And we use our hands to identify um, what we have done. Marriage. We wear a band to identify and show the world that we are united to someone. Our hands are an identity. We can signal, guide and communicate to people. (laughs) Do you like that? Or I could do the whole... I don't fit into a skirt very well, so they couldn't be a hostess. Anyway, um, baseball, they do the whole, whatever it is, to identify what they want. You can also use your hands in a negative way to signal obscene gestures. To punch someone. Our hands can be used to comfort and soothe. To gently rub someone on the back brings comfort. To hold someone's hand brings comfort. Heal. God calls us when we are praying for someone to lay hands on. And through the laying on of hands, his spirit can come and do works in people. Hands are used for many different things. How are we going? We're not, okay. It's awesome. I can keep going. Things are... Our hands are used for all sorts of things. And I um, came across this um, website. I actually think Amy Price sent me this a long time ago. Um, And I was thinking about how um, when God created things, I believe he used his hands. And it says in Scripture, through the work of God's hands, you can see things magnified in creation. And... I saw this interesting little twist, and it's a little twist on that, is that someone had actually, and hopefully if we get this happening, you'll be able to see it, is someone created on their hands, and I believe they actually did it themselves. Well done, Josh, Nev. Let's move to the pictures. Someone created these pictures on their hand. I think we missed one. There it is. We'll just flick through them and just have a look how... You just remember they're on a hand. They're actually on people's... On a hand. Off you go. That's two hands. 
Lord walking in him. Incredible. Amazing. God's given us amazing hands. Unique hands. To be able to do a lot of things with. Why don't you uh, open your, our Bibles. We're going to look at um, a ruler and his people that acknowledge the work of God in, work of God in their lives by God's mighty hand. It was David and his people. We're going to turn to First Chronicles 29. And for those that don't have their Bibles, it will be up here on the screen. Look at that. I'm going to flick to it and read it from here. First Chronicles 29. Starting at 10. This is David's prayer. David praised the Lord. And sorry, just to give you a bit of a background on this. uh, David is is praying to God, obviously. And he's praying with um, the knowledge that what he has brought and what um, his followers, all the people, have brought to build a temple for God. And God is, is praying to him and giving him praise about what the, just the heart of people and where these things have come from. So let's read. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and power and glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honour come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Continuing on 14. But who am I? Let's go to the next page. 14. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight. As were all our forefathers, our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. Our Lord, O Lord our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. I know, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased 
with integrity. All these things have I given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. O Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you. It's David talking about all these things that, that people have brought and been able to come and give. And he talks about it. If we go back to the, um, sorry, go back a couple. Talks about it saying in, um, it's all come from God. And he acknowledges that in your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. And then on the next page, He says, we have given you only what comes from your hand. It comes from your hand. All that they came, they they brought to give, they were acknowledging came from God originally. They were bringing it back as an offering and a, a sacrifice to God. So I want to look at, at, at four things. It's really brief this morning. I was looking at it going, God, to be, to be perfectly honest, I was looking at it going, God, is that it? Is that it? Is there anything else? I don't think there is. Because it needs to, I think, I just really feel like God's saying, just preach about my hand. Talk about my hand and talk about four things that my hand gives or that my hand does in people's lives. The first one is gives. God's hand gives. God gave Jesus the ultimate gift. God has given Jesus to each of us. We say, oh yeah, God gave Jesus to the world. He did. But personalize it. God, creator God, who is amazing and in all things and through all things, gave Jesus to you. Along with the amazing gift of Jesus and what Jesus brings, and we'll talk about that in a minute, God gives spiritual gifts, He gives you gifts to be able to do the work that he has called you to do. To walk the journey that he's asked you to walk, he gives you gifts. He gives you relationships. He brings people into your lives. Every single person here has been brought into every single person here's life. There's no accidents. There's no accidents at all. And God has got a plan. And God has a plan for the relationship between all of us. And we're here as a family to work that through. Work out what that is. Is that support in times when maybe we hit a rough patch and we've had certain people in our lives to be able to give us support, give us strength, 
Have we got people in our lives that may be in here that are leaders, that have been, we've been under their leadership and being able to learn from them and gather wisdom and gather teachings and be prayed by them, prayed for by them to receive healing from God, to receive answers that God has been wanting to give. God has blessed us with relationships. God also gives direction and wisdom straight up through people and through other things as well. Think of Gideon in the scriptures when he laid out a fleece. God came in and he gave direction. God, if I'm to do this, may dew fall on the ground and on the fleece. Then, yeah, God, I'm just going to do it once more, lay another fleece, may all the dew fall on the ground and not on the fleece. God gives wisdom. And I believe God's hand in our life gives that wisdom through the Holy Spirit. Number two, God's hand takes away. The song gives and takes away. God's hand takes away. What does it take away? It takes away things that God has not designed for our lives. We are fleshly, we are earthly, we, are, we have a sinful nature. And we take things into our life. We open up our lives to things that maybe aren't of God. They're enticing. We open up our hearts and we open up our lives and we say, yeah, that's okay because of this, this, and this. But God may know that there's also this, this, and this that's to do with that particular issue. And if we are open and willing, God can come in if we allow him to and take those things away from us that will hurt us, distract us from what God's called us to do. God takes away sickness and disease. Jesus, throughout his journey, touching eyes with his hand, removing blindness. Someone touched with their hand. A woman who had been riddled with a blood disease for 12 years touched his cloak. Healed. Disease gone. Raising people from the dead. I love that That song, same power that conquered the grave lives in me. Do you realize that a power, a godly power that raised people from the dead lives in us? It lives in us. It's not, oh, there's a mark that sort of we could have that. No, 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 no. It lives in our hearts. It lives in our lives. How incredible is that power to raise things from the dead? God takes away people from us and take away our enemies, can take away people that are coming against us. God said that he will put the enemies under his feet. He'll take them from 
your situation and put them under his feet. I believe sometimes we, and I'm just going to be a little bit controversial here, why not? I believe sometimes we say about people's relationship in our lives, oh no, it's okay, it's okay, I've got them in my life because I'm, I'm wanting to show them Jesus. And they are damaging your life. They are damaging our lives. And God's, <laughs> um, it is controversial, but hey, God may be wanting to take that person out of your life. It may not be your responsibility, your calling from God to have reveal and, and bring them to Jesus. God may have someone else. I'm not saying dish all your friends. I'm not saying don't evangelize. I'm not saying don't witness to people. But if people are hurting you, if people are damaging you and you welcome them into your life, you take everything with that. You take the hurt. You take the pain into your life. Stop and talk to God. Don't reason it with yourself. And say, no, 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 well, I've got to get everyone to come in because I've got, to, I've got to tell them about Jesus. Ask God what he wants for that person in your life. He may want you to say, I draw the line. I love you and I hope that good comes to you, but we can't do this anymore. Just a... Bit of controversy out there for you. God takes away unused gifts. Think of the talents in Scripture where it talks about people getting ten, five, one talent. The guy buries it, comes back and says, you wicked person, why didn't you just invest it? He took it from him and he gave it to the guy that invested and went out and doubled the money. Double the talents. If we sit on things and we don't use things and we have we know that God has blessed us with things in our lives and we go, No, nah, I just can't be bothered. Or nah, I don't want to do it now. He'll take that away. I believe that wholeheartedly. And he'll give it to someone else. I'm not saying you can't get it again. I'm not saying that God's not using you or not a part of your life at all. He's just like, I wanted you to do that. Okay, I'll just take that over here and I'll put it here because that person will go and do it. God hands, God's hand takes away. Third one. God hand, God's hand delivers. Here's a good topic. Not taken away anymore. Delivers. No? Number three, God's hand anoints and blesses us. I didn't change it on my notes. <laughs> Whoops. That's okay. We needed a laugh after that last topic. God's hand anoints and blesses us. Who knows that? 
Who knows that God anoints us and he blesses us mightily? Nehemiah. Nehemiah talks about God's hand was on me and therefore the king. When he went before the king to, to get uh, goods and to get uh, things to build the wall, materials to build the wall, he says, the king granted my request because God's hand was on me. God's hand is on our lives. God's hand blesses our lives anoints our lives to go and to do things, to do his will. He anoints, God's hand anoints and blesses obedience and faithfulness. That conversation that you so desperately wanted to have with someone and you pray and you pray and you pray and you pray and you you believe God for it. And that day when it comes, a day when it's right and the conversation happens with that person, he blessed you because of your faithfulness. Talks in Scripture, because of the faithfulness of the people, God's hand moves. What are you trying, what are you being faithful in and you're going, is it going to happen? Is God going to come through with this? Be faithful. Be obedient. Because God will come through. God will come through. In your timing, no. In His. That's how He works. And that's okay. Just try and surrender yourself to that. That's the difficult bit. Our sacrifices. God blesses our sacrifices. And what are we sacrifice? Well, we should sacrifice our, sacrifice our lives every day. Every day we should wake up and go, God, I surrender to you my life. I surrender to you today anything I do, everything I do. And God, I'm sorry for the things that I may have done that have hurt you. We sacrifice our lives. Something else we give as a sacrifice is our tithes and our offerings. In Malachi 3, I love this scripture, 10 to 12. says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. And we're not doing another tithe message and we're not going to bring the, bar, the thing around. Don't worry. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see. When you test, you will see. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. Well, yes, says the Lord God Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed. For yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord God Almighty. What from? What do we need to do? Bring the whole tithe into the house. Bring our offering 
bring our tithe into the house. And what does God do? Man, he makes us a blessed people. Sacrifice. God's hand anoints and blesses a sacrifice from us. He will make us a blessed people. Imagine, imagine walking down a university, walking down the street in our workplace. Friends, they might not use this word, but they would acknowledge there would be something that would acknowledge in them to go, wow, they are blessed. Because God said that they will recognize you as a blessed people. And what will that do? That'll bring questions. And what does that bring? Opportunity. And what does that bring? Man, we pray for salvation. Number four. Guess what it is? It's all right. Okay. God's hand delivers. God will, he will deliver you out of bad circumstances. He will deliver you out of troubled times. It says in 1 Corinthians 10.13, let's go there. Everyone, let's, let's just go there. I don't have that on the slides, but if you've got your Bible, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 10.13. You got it? Excellent. 10.13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Thank you, God. But you, but when you are tempted, when you are tested, when you are brought, come against, when you are tried, when you are tormented, when you are challenged, he will also provide a way, and by the way, all of that stuff is beyond what you can bear. You may be challenged and God goes, you can take this. Because you're going, I'm getting challenged. Where's the way out, God? And he's going, no, 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 you can take this. It's for you to grow. It's for you to change. It's for you to develop. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it like an umbrella, like a shield. He will provide a way out. God will deliver you from those circumstances. You may have, and this is deep and big and massive, you may, be, may have been in, in abusive circumstances. God can deliver you. He can provide you with a way out. That way out may be a counseling session, maybe many counseling sessions. God will provide you a way out. God wants so desperately for you to be safe, for you to be whole, for you to be with him, in love with him, blessed by him. God 
God said to David that he will put the enemies that are coming against him under his feet. I will take your enemies and put them under my feet. I love, there's a passage in in Scripture where it talks about, um, it's actually in a bit reverse, but it sort of can show you what happens is, um, I think it was David, I don't know, but one of them was coming against, was was going down into battle, and he was coming down into battle um, not with God, basically, and God was there. And it says that um, this guy stopped and looked up, And he saw an angel with a sword drawn, and he was taking down the people in his his army because he was losing and he was he was taking getting taken down. He looked up and he saw this angel, and he saw beyond the angel the hand of God. And what that says to me is that the hand of God comes and brings an angel with drawn sword, ready to take down who comes against you with evil, who comes against you to try and take you down. We have an angel from God through God's hand to deliver us from situations. Can I have the guys come up? Can we play um, that first song? Yeah, that one. Four things. God's hand gives. God's hand takes away. Second thing. Third thing, God anoints and blesses us. Fourth thing, God delivers us. Can you go to the next page? In Scripture, there is lots of things that talks about the hand of God. All those things there. Nehemiah, there's that one, 2.8. Because the gracious hand of my God was upon me, The king granted my requests. Daniel 9, 15. Now, O Lord, our God, who brought your people out of Egypt with a mighty hand and who made for yourself a name that endures to this day, we have sinned, we have done wrong. God's mighty hand works for us. Go to the next one, if you could, the next page. This is the New Testament. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, the man said. Be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. But from now on, Luke twenty two sixty nine. but from now on the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. The right hand of God is seen in Scripture as the hand of righteousness. It's filled with righteousness. And Jesus sits at that hand. And brings righteousness to your life. He stands and intercedes. It says um, in that one, Romans eight thirty four. Who is that? Who is he that condemns? Je- Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life? He is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. Jesus intercedes for us to the Father sits at his hand, the right hand of God that brings righteousness to our lives. There's, you can look at the scriptures up here and that's cool. Can we just play that song? That would be good. This morning, we've looked at the hand of God, looked at those four things, gives, takes away, delivers, anoints and blesses.
What's the hand of God doing in your life right now? I believe that God speaks to every one of us that sits here in this room, that hears God's word, and he says something to us. Is God's hand revealing sin in your life? Is God's hand comforting you through pain? Is God's hand confronting an attitude, a behavior? Is God's hand uplifting you? Do you feel downtrodden? Is his hand picking you up? Is the hand of God giving you gifts and blessings in your life? Or do you feel like the hand of God is absent from your life? Do you feel like the hand of God is is so far from where you're at? This morning, I just want to pray. And man, that that prayer point about Ethan, I, I get touched by things, but that really moved me. And man, we just want to believe that the hand of God is with that boy. And the hand of God is touching him and healing him and restoring his mind and restoring his body. The hand of God, people, touches people's lives. What is God's hand doing in your life today? Is he uplifting you? Is he lifting you up, giving you energy and joy and excited about him? Is he healing a hurt? Is he confronting you? Man, Jesus' hands were ripped apart and nailed to a cross for each one of us. When we acknowledge God's hand at work in our lives, we'll be like David and his people that had a desire to see God move more in their lives. We open up the potential to be living in the abundance of heaven, freed from sickness, delivered and blessed every day. God is here this morning and He he wants to do something with you this morning. Church, let's stand up. I have no idea what time it is because this clock is quite clearly wrong. It says 1.30 and I don't think I preached that long. But who cares? Really? Really? The hand of God wants to do something in your life. Let it come. Let it work in your life. Let it do what God's wanting to do in your life. And we would love to pray with you. I am really wanting to pray. (laughs) Why? Because the hand of God wants to move. God just is here and he just, don't know, wants to do something with you. So when we start singing this, don't wait. As I've said last time, come down. I'm a big one for this. Make a deal. Step forward. Get out. Allow God to do something amazing. Be blessed this morning, church. Be blessed. That's what God wants to do. He wants to bless you this morning. So let's sing. Come on. The same power. The same power that came.